This message was shared from the pulpit at Good News Baptist Church in Chesapeake, Virginia. For more information, visit us online at goodnewsbaptist.org. If you'll take your Bibles, let's turn to Matthew's Gospel, chapter 7. We're going to start here tonight and the different passages that we look at as we measure the pilgrim's progress. We're working through John Bunyan's Pilgrim's Progress, and it is amazing, uh, just the spiritual insights that, that God gave him. Again, it's noteworthy that this was written so that he could read it to his children when they came to visit him in prison. The, the spiritual truths that we're examining together uh, we, I think it's a good reminder to us, these truths, this is not for just adults in a Wednesday night service. This is what we should be teaching our kids, okay? And, and so take time to do that. I, there's a whole lot more that I wish I had taught my children uh, growing up. Uh, we tried. I tried to be consistent with family altar. But one of the blessings that we look back on is, and it's on the screen, uh, uh, the Institute for Creation Research has put out that, uh, that family version of the Pilgrim's Progress. And it can be used for a family study guide for family altar. And years ago, when most of ours were uh, elementary, early high school, we actually went through that together. There are great pictures and we did that for Family Altar. Um, and I hope they remember some of that anyway. Well, the last time we left Pilgrim, he was standing in shame because evangelists had helped him realize that the wisdom of this world had prevailed on him to cause him to forsake the right way, the right path to the narrow gate. Evangelist directed Pilgrim to rejoin the right path and look for a man named Goodwill, who was not running a second store, okay. Goodwill, a man who would receive him, who is really the guardian of the narrow gate. Now, I want to just pause on that for a moment. Peace on earth, goodwill to who? Men. We sing that at Christmas, don't we? But the Prince of Peace came, was born in a uh, stable in Bethlehem, and then went to finish the work that his father had called him to do, giving his life as a sacrifice on the cross. But we really do represent the good will, the will that is good from God to a world who he wills to be saved. And I think it's interesting that in Pilgrim's Progress that this is what this is the name that Bunyan gave to the character guarding the narrow gate. If you will be good and you will do the will of the Father who in his goodness wants all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth, you will be busy from a good and holy heart, we sang about that just a moment ago, you'll be trying to direct people, hey, go in this gate. 
Here, here, over here. This is the gate. That's, if we really care, if we're really good, we're standing at that gate as well, trying to get as many people as we can to enter there. So after an embrace and smile from evangelist, Pilgrim went on with haste. He did not speak to any man on the way, and if they tried to speak to him, he would not grant them an answer. He went on like treading forbidden ground, like the ground he was on was very dangerous, and he would not consider himself safe again until on the path that he had left at the council, after following the counsel of worldly wise men. And you and I, again, have to be reminded, anybody on the Broadway leading to destruction, they're on dangerous ground. Pilgrim realized, I'm on dangerous ground. I've got to get off this path and get on the narrow path. So in time, he made it to the gate over which was written. Look at Matthew 7, 7. There was a sign over this gate. And it was taken from this text. Over it was written, Seek, ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. And watch. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. Now, we don't have time tonight to go into detail about this. But remember that Bunyan at one time had been a soldier in Cromwell's army in England. So you have a warrior who is who's going to use uh, references to armor and castles and gates. And in that uh, resource that I'm recommending to you, Creation Sci or the uh, Institute for Creation Research, they go into some discussion about uh, the actual gate that Bunyan was referring to. In these massive gates, in these fortresses, they would have smaller gates to uh, welcome in uh, individual travelers, uh, those who are trying to escape from danger and so on. And you usually had a guard at that smaller gate. Uh, and, and the times of, that Bunyan lived in, this was called the Wicket Gate. You can look that up later. It was the Wicket Gate, and it was used, it was really a very... Uh, utilitarian, smaller gate to just be able to handle people and coming and going without opening the main gate. And so over it was written, knock and it shall be opened unto you. Is that a theme from scripture? It sure is. Jeremiah 29, 13 says, and ye shall seek me and find me when ye shall search for me with all your heart. You come to the Lord, and you want an audience with him, you'll find him. You'll find him. So John Bunyan, in his book, this poetic encouragement to those reading his book, who also stood outside the narrow gate wanting to be let in. Bunyan is also hoping that there will be people reading this who also are searching for salvation. And here's the little poem that he included, part of the poem he included in Pilgrim's Progress. He that will enter must first from without stand knocking at the gate. 
but he needs not doubt. That as a knocker, he can enter in, for God does love him and will forgive his sin. Precious words. So as he knocked, there came a serious person to the gate named Goodwill, who asked who he was, from where he had come, and what did he want? By the way, at the narrow gate, you need to ask people what they want. Better life? I don't want to go to hell. Um, I, I've heard there are nice people in this church. That's not why you come to the narrow gate. You come to the narrow gate because there's a burden of sin on your back and you need deliverance. And it's only the one at the, uh, after the narrow gate, the, the, the one who waits uh, at Calvary. You need Christ. And so, Pilgrim answered him, I am a poor burdened sinner. I come from the city of destruction, but am going to Mount Zion that I may be delivered from the wrath to come. I would therefore, sir, since I am informed that by this gate is the way there, are you willing to let me in? And then Goodwill said this, I am willing with all my heart. And with that, he opened the gate. I'm giving you on the PowerPoint tonight an artist's rendition of what happened at that gate. I don't know how well you can see it, but Pilgrim is standing at this gate. And if you look closely, there are arrows in the ground. There are arrows being fired at him and at the gate. So now as Pilgrim was stepping in, Goodwill gave him a pull, pulled him in and shut the door. Then said Pilgrim, well, what are you doing? Goodwill told him, a little distance from this gate, there is erected a strong castle on which Beelzebub, or of which Beelzebub is the captain. From there he and those who are with him shoot arrows at those who come up to this gate, hoping they may die before they enter in. Now let's just pause for a moment. I think this is a good, good place for us to just be reminded of some reality here. We often forget that there is a life and death struggle taking place to keep souls out of heaven. The fiery darts of the wicked are not only directed at believers, but they're also directed at lost souls seeking salvation. Fiery darts of the wicked, and that can be the wicked one. All right, that can be those who are doing his bidding. So they're firing the, the fiery darts, but Satan's providing the ammo many times. Now, how does that happen? Well, friends, false teachers, unsaved family members, Bitter believers. Think about Naomi who told Ruth, you go back to your people and your gods. Naomi, what are you doing? All right, she wanted to enter in by faith. And here's a bitter believer telling her, ah, not worth it. 
thinking about, I look out tonight and I see, and praise God for our, our camp counselors that serve in the summers at our Christian camps. And, and, uh, and yet, that battle happens at camp. I had a roommate, Bob Jones, or a friend at Bob Jones tell me one time, he goes, yeah, let me, let me tell you about the spiritual battle that when I'm going to places like the wilds, he said, I would sit in the back of the church bus with athletes and we were betting each other that we couldn't walk the aisle. And he was laughing about it because the Holy Spirit most often overruled and they caved, you know, to his, when they were down, you know, down the aisle and getting things right or getting saved. But here's just another example of the fiery darts. You know, teenagers in the back of a church bus, you know, daring each other, betting that they wouldn't walk the aisle after, you know. Very sad. So, does Satan do this? Sure he does. Sure he does. And probably the most glaring example is what happened in the Garden of Eden, where all Satan had to do, it was a fiery dart. But he met Eve at a tree and said, Hath God said? And you could probably think of other examples as well. So, as the door closed behind Pilgrim, he rejoiced and trembled. He hadn't been hit. Then Goodwill asked Pilgrim, Who had directed him to the gate? Pilgrim said, Evangelist, bid me come hither and knock, as I did. He told me, sir, that you would tell me what I must do. Goodwill answered, an open door is set before thee, and no man can shut it. But how is it that you came alone? Pilgrim responded, none of my neighbors saw their danger as I saw mine. My wife and children saw me at the first and called after me to turn again. Also, some of my neighbors stood crying and calling after me to return, but I put my fingers in my ears and came on my way. Goodwill asked, did none of them follow you to persuade you to go back? Yes, said Pilgrim, both obstinate and pliable, but when they saw they could not prevail, obstinate went back after railing at me, but Pliable came with me a little way further until we came to the slough of despond into which we suddenly fell. This discouraged Pliable who would not venture further. Then said Goodwill, that poor man is the glory of heaven of so little worth to him that he counted it not worth running the hazard of a few difficulties to obtain it. What a question. Again, let's, let's pause for just a moment. You need to be very aware of those in our assembly, those that you know recently come to Christ because the, the fiery darts are going to continue. But one of the things that I've, I've noticed in, in my ministry, something that, that often happens is somebody will come to Christ and, I, and I, this is just my experience. They'll come to Christ and immediately their work problems start. They lose their job. I've seen that over and over and over again. It's almost like saying, saying, okay, you want that path? 
let me show you how much fun that's going to be. And they, they lose their job. Now, in other countries, missionaries will tell you one of the first things that happen is they're forsaken by their families. Okay. But here's what we can all be assured of. When we walk through the pearly gate into heaven, there will not be a single person up there who's disappointed or questioning, was it really worth it? <laughs> None of us will. And you need to remind people that are coming, uh, have come through the narrow gate and are seeking Christ, and this is, this is where they want to go, that, you know, whatever this world has to offer, it is nothing compared. I have not seen, nor ear heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man what God has prepared. So Pilgrim responds to goodwill. Truly, said Pilgrim, I said that truth to Pliable, but alas, I should have listened to the truth myself. He went back to his own house, but I also turned aside to go in the way of death. Having been persuaded by the carnal arguments of worldly wise man, and I considered the treacherous mountain leading to the home of Mr. Legalist. And of course, remember that that mountain represents the law. You try to climb that, it'll cave in on you. You cannot do enough to keep the law and get into heaven by pleasing God in your own self-will. That's, that's what he's referring to. That's the point that Bunyan was making. Goodwill responds, well, that mountain has been the death of many and will be the death of many more. It is well you escaped being dashed upon it. Pilgrim responds, had not evangelists not met me again in the, that place of decision, I would never have come hither. But here I am as I am, more deserving of death by that mountain than to thus be talking with you. Oh, what grace is this that yet I have been admitted entrance here. Goodwill responds with compassion. No merit is measured here. Whosoever will may come, and he that cometh will in no wise be cast out. Of course, a reference to John 6, 37. Now therefore, good pilgrim, walk a little way with me. And I will teach thee about the way thou must go. Look before thee. Do you see this narrow way? It was built up by the patriarchs, prophets, and apostles, and designed by Christ himself. This is the way you must go. Pilgrim said, but, there, but are there other adjoining paths by which a stranger may lose his way? I like that because he had already lost his way early on with this. And he's, he's you know, should there, is there more I should be aware of? He's, he's learning his lesson here. Are there other adjoining paths by which a stranger may lose his way? Goodwill. Yes, there are other paths, crooked and wide, but by this you may distinguish the right from the wrong. The right path is only straight and narrow. 
It reminds me, again, Proverbs 14 and verse 12. And, and this is repeated again, I think, over in chapter 18 of Proverbs. 16, thank you. There is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the ends thereof, ways of death. Okay? Write this reference down, too, if you're taking any notes. It ought to be a good marginal reference, even going back to Proverbs 14, 12. Romans 6, 20 and 21. For when ye were the servants of sin, ye were free from righteousness. Let me just pause. There are a lot of even young people raised in our churches and some adults too. that think, boy, would it be great to be free from righteousness. You don't want to be free from righteousness. It's the equivalent of being on the Broadway again. Okay? So Paul writes, For when ye were the servants of sin, ye were free from righteousness. But then he says this, What fruit had ye then in those things? And it's the idea, In those ways whereof ye are now ashamed. Okay, you, you took those paths. What was the fruit? And he tells them, For the end of those things is death. There's pleasure in sin for a season. You can have fun until you step off the cliff. And it's, it's so important, again, that as believers, and that we teach younger believers, again, I would appeal to you young adults, there is one way, it's the straight and narrow way, and by the way, Jesus said, I am the way. So often it's, well, show me chapter and verse, I, you know, what, do I, what can I do? What can I? No, no, no. You have the responsibility to walk in the footsteps of Jesus. He is the way, and if you'll follow his footsteps, you'll stay on the narrow way. So, goodwill helps him understand the right path is only straight and narrow. When in doubt, let not. When in doubt, don't. Okay, that, that, that can be good advice, but when in doubt, look for the straight and narrow way. God's put you on that path if you're a believer. What has he said? It's straight, it's narrow. But it leads to life everlasting. And so Bunyan concludes, Then I saw in my dream that Pilgrim asked him further, if he would not help him off with his burden that was upon his back. As yet it was still there, and without help, he could not get it off. Goodwill responded. Oh, I can help you. No, he didn't say that. Do you know you can't take the sin out of somebody else's life? If they're unsaved, you can't lift their sin burden. You have to get them to the cross. Until you come to the place of deliverance, for there it will fall from your back of itself. Then Pilgrim adjusted his burden and placed himself on the path of his journey. Goodwill told him that after some distance from the gate, Pilgrim would come to the house of one named Interpreter. 
at whose door he should knock. There he would receive excellent things. Excellent things? You're not going to find more excellent things. In Proverbs 8, 6, wisdom cries out and says, Hear, for I will speak of excellent things. And the opening of my lips shall be right things. Then Pilgrim took his leave of his friend. As his friend again bid him, Godspeed. So let, let's close with this thought tonight. You and I are on one of two roads. I believe as I look out tonight, all of you, most of you, and I don't, I don't know everyone uh, as well as I know our church family, but I think we, we would all profess tonight to be on the narrow road that leads to life. But understand that there are those that are seeking the road we're on. We don't know who's seeking and who's not, and so we should be directing them to the narrow gate. But understand that there will be those rare occasions when you witness to someone and they are ready to be saved. Most often, though, God's going to use you to be Mr. Goodwill or evangelist or interpreter. And as the Lord is drawing souls to himself, he's going to put you in their path to help make a difference, to get them to the place of deliverance, to get them to the cross. You and I always have to be ready. Keep in mind with what we've seen tonight, somebody is in hot pursuit of them trying to destroy them before they ever make a decision for Christ. Do you believe that? We live in an addicted, messed up world. And addiction is really people fleeing, trying to escape. They're looking for something to satisfy the emptiness in their hearts. You're on the right path and you know how to, how to direct them to the right path as witnesses. And so not... Not but just a week or two ago, we, we had an, uh, a man saved here and, and uh, just rejoicing in what God's doing in his life. But the week before he got saved, he came in, he was searching, sat through a service, and then uh, he and I got to spend literally the entire adult Bible study hour in the hospitality center with me in an open Bible, giving him the gospel and pleading for him to go through the narrow gate. Have you ever witnessed to somebody and they're just so close? You know guys were so close, but he wasn't ready. The next Sunday, back here, heard a message. And again, I don't stand up here and gun for anybody, okay? You, sometimes believers will joke, you know, you, you were looking right at me. No, I wasn't looking at you. Okay. Did my wife talk to you? No, I don't get that one very often. Uh, 
but it was a message that, that some of these same truths. During the invitation, he slipped out, came forward, and it was Brother Reggie Wall that got to help him through the narrow gate to the place of deliverance. That is just so exciting. What an opportunity we have. But folks, we live in an electronic age where you are absolutely slam bombarded with information. And sometimes I think Satan wants to use that for us to just w withdraw from people and say, I I I'm just not up for this right now. You have to plead with God for the grace to let the Spirit of God shine through you so that you can help people get through that narrow gate to the cross. Please do that and take the time. Okay, It's, it's not going to be convenient and your flesh will regularly remind you of that. Oh, it's just not a good time. I've got some place to be. No, you're where God has you to be. So take the time to talk with them. Check them out. Let God use you. Let's stand together. Father, thank you for the truths that, that we're able to consider. And again, uh, we know it's a story. Uh, we do not put it at the level of inspiration. And yet, Bunyan's references to scripture and to the, the realities of what happens in the life of someone seeking Christ. Lord, it is, it's just so helpful. So thank you for teaching us and reminding us that, Lord, you've got us here. Our home is not here. Our home is in heaven. That's where the peace and the rest and the joy, the absence of sin and trouble, that's, that's later. But Lord, right now, you've called us to be rescuers. We are all first responders, spiritually. And so, Lord, help us to be aware. Holy Spirit, direct us and use us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Toward the hope of our high calling, toward the promise we've received. Thank you for listening. If you have questions about your relationship with God or you would like to know more about the ministry of Good News Baptist Church, please visit us online at goodnewsbaptist.org or call us at 757 757- 488-3241. We encourage you to share this message with others. We trust your heart was challenged as you listened, and God's word has had an impact on your life, as together we strive to show forth the path of life. Press on.